DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Join Hanson, Scotty G, and The Big Show Friday. They'll be at the warehouse from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom. Time now to welcome in John Beck, the former BYU quarterback, now a QB coach, training the next generation at 3DQB, and he's worked with Zach Wilson. John, good morning. Welcome back to the show. What's going on, guys? Well, I'm curious about many things, and obviously we have to talk NFL draft and the five quarterbacks at the top and, and your work with, uh, with Zach Wilson. But I'm curious personally first, if I'd gone 25 years ago to 14-year-old John Beck and told him that 39-year-old John Beck, what would have happened to him over the next 25 years and what he's doing now, what would 14-year-old John Beck have thought and said? He just said, no way, because 39-year-old John Beck is going to still be playing in the NFL. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you were on the Tom Brady path. That was the plan, but uh, life sometimes doesn't go as you plan. But I'm super grateful for the thing that I do now. I love working with quarterbacks. I love helping mentor these young guys. I feel like uh, you know, life sometimes is about how you can use the, the, the path that you had to travel. How can you use the experiences you gain to help others and I, I think that's one of the biggest parts I enjoy about my job now. So all these guys, John, obviously had skill. You had it, too. That was abundant in watching you play, and everybody you're working with has it for sure, As they, whether they're going to college or whether they're preparing for the NFL. But from your experience and all that you've been through, because you've been through a lot of highs and lows as an actual player, what separates the ones who are able to not only survive but thrive? Well, the common person, I would say the common fan, calls it the it factor. And that's the, that's the way that they say, oh, well, if he has it, he succeeds. If he doesn't have it, that's probably why they fail, right? And that's, that's probably what most people think. But anybody that's lived it and played it knows it's way more than that because the thing that gets you there is so much of the it factor. The thing that allows you to compete at that level and gives you opportunities where coaches say, all right, I think this guy can be our starter. That, those are all, all those it things play into that. The it is really a combination of a lot of things. It's like an equation. So when I look at the guys that make it and don't make it, there's the things that they control and the things that are out of their control. You have to have things out of your control that line up for you. Um, and I can share, I mean, hundreds of stories of just guys and their their journeys and things that did and did not work out for them and the things that did not work out for them, that it was out of their control and made their path difficult. Now, within the things that are within their control, these are things that matter to the person, right? How dedicated really are they? You can look at a person's day and just find out how they shape their schedule. How do they do the things that are going to help them succeed as a quarterback? If they really matter to them, they're making their day about those things. Everything is about improvement to become a quarterback. There's also resilience. There's a lot of guys that have had a lot of success leading up to the NFL, but because the NFL is such a crazy journey, and there's a phrase in the NFL that the NFL you go to sleep to may not be the NFL you wake up to. And players know that because there's days that players are told one thing, and that is true when they're told it by a head coach or a general manager, and then the following morning it changes. So you have to be really mentally tough, resilient. You have to be able to battle back. Uh, That's why when I see young quarterbacks, uh, kind of working their way up, wanting to be professionals, but they want the path to be just all rosy and, you know, uh, 
a golden path? I think, no, that's actually not what you want. You want to experience the ups and downs because that's what's going to prepare you for the NFL. And then the other thing you have to do is you just have to have this ultimate belief in yourself no matter what, that no matter the circumstances, no matter how many times you've been knocked down, you just have to always believe in yourself. I think those are really three key factors to give yourself the best chance because there's a ton of talented guys. You have to do all the things right, and it doesn't guarantee success, but it at least gives you the best chance for it. So, Zach, is he set up to succeed with the Jets? Are the things that in his control, I think you would probably tell us he's maximized them. Assuming the Jets take him in number two, do the Jets have the things around him that he can't control that he needs to be successful? So I'm going to start with Zach. To this point, I'm so proud of Zach for all the things that he's done that, that are right. Um, he's just tenacious with his approach. He's relentless in the way that he works. He has a great mind for football. He has a great work ethic. He, work ethic. He's doing all the right things. What's going to happen now for him is he's going to have to refine that even more because he's used to being the college kid that is just so hungry for football, right? But you have like this other life. You have to be a student. You have to do these other things that kind of give you a little break from football. And I learned this lesson when I jumped into the pros. You like are so hungry for football, but now football becomes your job. You now have to learn how to be a pro where everything is football in your life. Now how do you balance out that like huge desire that you have to be great with also making sure that you learn how to be smart, how to step away, how to disengage. I believe the hardest part for people that are, you can say gym rats that just soak up ball and they're always thinking it the hard part is is when that personality goes to a tough situation and things aren't necessarily going great it's very hard to turn that part of your mind and your emotions off for a little bit and step away because that type of person is already so invested that uh you know it hurts on the inside when things don't go good now going to the jets i think that they're doing everything they can to set up success uh, they have a, a really good staff that they put together. I know a lot of the guys on that staff, and they're going to do a lot of great things. And I have to say this, right, if the Jets um, pick Zach, because, you know, nothing's 100% done yet. The ticket hasn't been given to the guy at draft. Um, but I think that they're going to try to do everything they possibly can. Now, here's the thing I will say in the NFL, because I experienced it. I've had friends that have experienced it. I believe every team has a plan to help the guy that they pick succeed and be their long-term starter. They're all trying to do that. But the reality of the NFL, like I said before, the NFL you go to bed to is not the one you wake up to. Things happen so fast. They change so much. There's a huge pressure to perform and win. And even though they may pick a guy and believe in that guy wholeheartedly, when that season starts playing out and then things start happening like injuries or coaches start facing heat because the team hasn't won in three, four, five games, right? Then people have to make decisions that a lot of the times it's it's for their job It's or, or it's for what something like the, the organization feels may be best. And then that's the crazy part of the NFL. At this day and time, I believe if the, if the Jets take Zach, they are going to do everything within their power over the next few years to make him the most successful quarterback he can be. They want him to be the long-term answer there, but they're doing it in the NFL, and that's the crazy part about the circumstances. 
So, uh, you know, I interviewed you a million times when you played quarterback at BYU, and I always thought you were sort of like a scientist, you know. You were always trying to discover ways to be successful, and you understood the quarterback position deeply. And you also understood that the quarterback's job was to give interviews. And I can recall being down on the practice field, those benches. You would hang out to make sure that everybody who needed you uh, got access to you, and as a, as a writer at that time, I, I greatly appreciated it. And my point for you is, I listened to that uh, podcast you did with Peter King, the NFL journalist, and you were talking about. We all know we heard on the broadcast of traveling down, and you were talking about Zach uh, being. Uh, he would go deliver food, I think, uh, on his off hours to make some spending money. So I wanted to ask you about the intangibles because it seems like, from a distance, from a, from my perspective, anyway. Zach Wilson really wants it and studies it in the way that you did. Is that a fair assessment as you analyze the intangibles that go into everything as far as being successful as an NFL quarterback? Absolutely. I think, um, you know, there's all types of different personalities that are quarterbacks. There's not like one personality that like everybody's trying to be that personality or trying to do it exactly one way to succeed at quarterback. You can succeed at quarterback a lot of different ways, playing styles, personality styles, mindsets. I mean, I can go down the list of guys that are just different from each other, but they're, they've all had some degree of success in college football and then on to the NFL. And I can show you guys that have the exact, basically, personality, mindset, decision-making processes as guys that have been largely successful in the NFL, and it's a guy that hasn't. And there's a ton of similarities in their game, in their like in every aspect of it. And sometimes the guy that has, it hasn't worked out for has actually worked harder over the years than the guy that maybe has had a ton of success. So that, that's why things are crazy. And that's why I always say, like, you do what you can do to give yourself a chance. And I do believe that Zach Wilson, he has a great mindset, you know, uh, a, a great work ethic. It, it's been a joy for me, and I've, I've, I've just enjoyed my minutes with him, my time with him, because sometimes – and I don't know if this makes sense to everybody, but it makes sense to me. There are times that sometimes it's crazy, but I almost feel like I'm talking to my younger self. Hmm. And maybe that's why Zach and I feel like we click so well and connect so well, because like, like I can say something in a way that it's like as if I'm giving my 20-year-old self advice on this end, and it like works for Zach, and he totally gets it. And I think that that's why this has been you know, such a good thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for the future. Uh, I do think that for all quarterbacks, there are parts of their makeup that, for them, they have to have. And I described a little bit in the beginning, but I see it through all the guys. So I'll just use the Greg, the draft class I had this year. So I, I had Zach, I had Justin Fields, I had Kyle Trask, I had KJ Costello, and then the last like month or so, a few weeks, I've had Trey Lance. All of these guys, in their own way, I can see the it factor as it pertains to them. They've developed that up to this point in their life. The thing that they have to do is they have to keep refining it. It doesn't guarantee them anything, and that's why it's a refining process. All the experiences that they're going to go to, they're going to go to different teams, and they're all five going to have way different experiences. And those experiences are going to have either a positive or a negative effect on them. When they experience the things that are going to scar them or have a negative effect, that's when they really got to work on themselves. They got to hold strong to that belief in themselves. And then they're going to have to go out and do some extra work on how to deal with it. I don't care who you are. Chad Pennington always said this quote. I don't care who a quarterback is before he gets the scars in the NFL. You show the true quarterback you are after you receive the scars of the NFL. And that's why I say all five of those guys 
somewhere along the road are going to get them. Uh, it happens. Sometimes it happens year five with guys that have gone to the Super Bowl, and then a year later they have a struggling season, and then their team is thinking about maybe letting them go. That is tough on guys. I've seen it happen to a number of guys. All these young guys have to do it. But going back to your original question, I do believe that Zach Wilson does so many right things. I believe the way that he has his makeup set right now is putting him in a good place, and then he's going to have to keep working at it. Man, John, you just pack so much information and answers. I, I, my head's spinning. I got like thirty things I want to ask you now. I don't even know where to <laughs> jump. I don't even know where to jump in. The, the fact is, you've worked with so many of these top quarterbacks. Uh, are you surprised to see them being five of the top nine picks? If you were the GMs, would you make them five of the top nine picks? Is there too much emphasis on quarterbacks? Because Pika and I have been sitting here saying NFL history tells us that these teams are going to go in on these quarterbacks with these high picks, and at least half of them are going to move on three years later. The Sam Darnold story is very common. And we can go through NFL history. He's just the most recent example if you went big picture and talked to the GMs about these quarterbacks, what would you say? So this is kind of wild that you're asking me these questions right now. Just last night, I did a podcast for the general manager that drafted me at the Dolphins. And, you know, I thought I knew the total story of how everything worked out. And it's crazy for me. What was that now? Like 15 years ago, I got drafted, something like that. And I can remember, like, feeling, like, just, like, dumped on my head. Like, you know, whatever the date was, April 27th or 29th, whatever it was of 2007, I get picked to be that team's quarterback, and when they fly me to the facility that next morning, they sit me down and say, you are our guy for the future. Here is our plan for you to be the long-term answer here, and here's what we're going to do. And I remember them you know, playing all that out, and it was awesome. It felt great, right? And what was it, seven months later, eight months later, the entire building is fired. The owner sells the team. I mean, everybody just gets dumped on their heads. And I thought I knew the whole story, and I – had a chance after the podcast ended, we got back on the phone. And as I was driving home, he and I were talking and he was telling me all these things that were happening behind the scenes. I had no clue. And this goes way deeper than me. This goes way back to Nick Saban, Drew Brees. This goes beyond just Bill Parcells coming to the Dolphins. I mean, this stretches so many different ways. And it was eye opening for me to like 15 years later, hear all of these things. And it was just like, holy cow. What I thought was things out of my control has now just been magnified 10 more times if things are out of my control. You're absolutely right. All of these guys that I've helped, they're all going to land different situations. And the, the history of the NFL shows only a couple of these guys are probably going to have a chance at the success that they are working towards. I do believe when I see all of these guys, I can give comps to all of them of guys that have been successful. And at the same time, I can give comps to all of them of guys that by NFL terms, have not been successful, right? And that's the tough part about this game. Um, I've seen receivers. I've seen linemen. I've seen tight ends. I've seen so many guys. I've seen guys that have insane potential. And then everybody goes, what happened to that guy after college? Man, he was unbelievable in college. And I can sit there and show you coaching changes, receiver coaching changes, scheme changes, injuries, all these different things. And, oh, wow, now I see why that was tough for that guy. And I can see how that happened. And in the key moment when he needed something to go good, the poor guy got injured or they fired the coordinator that brought that guy there. And then this new guy gets named the guy and he just whitewashes the place. Had that coordinator stayed, he had a plan for that guy. So it's crazy. Um, I think there are better fits, of course, for everybody. If you could hand pick, that would be more like what you get to do in college, right? The NFL draft is not a recruiting process. Uh, a lot of people come out of college 
having gone through a recruiting process and feeling like they want the same thing, you are not a recruit and you do not get to pick which team you play for. They pick you. And that can sometimes be the greatest fortune you have. And that can sometimes be the most unfortunate thing that happens to you in your life. That's why I say resilience. When I talk to my guys, it's a muscle that you have to constantly be working. And that's why I say, and I think I said this a year plus ago on an interview with Ben Criddle, people were wondering, well, should Zach Wilson be the BYU quarterback? He had all these you know, ups and downs as a sophomore, and I just don't know if we can count on him to be the guy. In my mind, I was thinking, little do you people know how much those ups and downs are going to help this kid for his future, not only for college football, but he's going to go play in the NFL. That's how talented he is. What round he goes to, we can't determine that. But he's a talented enough player to go to the NFL. And you want to have gone through those ups and downs before you get there. Otherwise, it's a swift kick to the groin, as hard as can be, and you're on your knees barely breathing. <laughs> so you better be ready for the ups and downs. You better be flexing that, that resilient muscle so you can make it. Appreciate that description, John. That was well said uh, as far as that goes. <laughs> Are you so, talking about the swift kick to the growing? That was a exactly. Great description. Everybody just kind of cringed a little bit in their cars. Yes, uh, precisely. <laughs> you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, so we know that Zach was working with you while he was in college, and now he's going to move on to the NFL. BYU fans, uh, the quarterback job is open. Uh, if you're working with somebody who's on the in the competition right now, who is it if you are? And then what do you think of that quarterback or quarterback? Maybe you're working with multiple. I don't know. Well, things are in the initial stages, right? So I don't want to be the one that comes out and kind of says that because I also don't want people to assume anything or, you know, think anything. I'm, I'm sure in its own due time um, it'll come out. I, you know, um, when I was working really hard to help Zach, it meant a lot to me to help Zach because I met him as an 18-year-old kid. Something that I feel when I'm around these guys that demonstrate the, the mindset and the work ethic that Zach had was, it just reminds me of a dream, right? I think there's a lot of boys and girls where, like, uh, it's something about in their nature where they can feel that dream at a young age, right? And they're very motivated and they want to get there. And as, as, as a coach, I can sense that. And, you know, you're not wrong if, if you don't have that during your teenage years. You know, there's nothing wrong with figuring it out a little bit later in life. But I am very passionate about people when they have a vision. And when I can see that someone has a vision, at this stage in my life, I'm there to help them. You know, 15 years ago, it was about me chasing my own one. But I, I, I love that when I see somebody that has a vision. And to be able to help somebody that plays at the very university that I played at, BYU meant a lot to me. Uh, I got there at a time when it was rough, right? And I can remember when I made that commitment, I had a lot of people close to me that wondered, why the crap would you go there? Like, that place is, like, spiraling downward. And you have these other universities that are in way bigger conferences, um, and you can, like, if you win in that conference, you get to go play in the Rose Bowl. Like, where does the Mountain West send you? But, you know, there was something that felt right about it. And uh, I did not know how difficult it was going to be and how tough it is to lift something up that is in a tough place. But I look back now, uh, as those are some of the most memorable times of my life, I love the work that I put in every single day on that field with those mountains right there. I love the challenges with my teammates. I miss my, that time with my teammates. I got to go to dinner with all my linemen when I came out for the pro day such a great memory to look back at the things you accomplished so when i have an opportunity to work with a byu quarterback it means so much to me because it's helping the program that university is a very very special place so yes i love when a when like a byu quarterback reaches out and there is somebody that's reached out and i do want to help him the most i possibly can and i'm sure in his due time it'll come out but i also don't want to set any expectations zach wilson did something amazing nobody would have been able to foresee that he, this kid was going to go be in the number two pick potentially in the draft right uh Eight months ago, everybody was wondering if he was going to be the starter at BYU. I love Zach's story. I would love to help somebody else with their, with their story, but it's, it's probably not going to look the exact same. 
But the thing that can look the same is the hard work, the dedication, the sacrifice, the downs. When that person, you know, worked his butt off and didn't get a win and maybe missed something in the game or is looking back and finding a way to get better. To me, that's the awesome part of the journey that I, I miss as a player, but I love helping people without now. And, uh, you know, hopefully the work that this quarterback and I put in over the next few years really helps him accomplish something great. It probably is not going to look exactly like Zach's, but for him and his story, I hope it's something amazing because if he's doing that, the university gets to enjoy another special season, and that means a lot to me as well. So I, I could easily talk to you for another hour. I have so many things I want to run by you, but PK and I have been talking about uh, the name, image, and likeness and the money that kids in college are going to be able to make off of that, especially the high-profile guys, which obviously is quarterbacks. Going back to your swift kick to the groin, and things are going to go wrong, and it is going to be humbling, and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your ego and your pride and your confidence. The name, image, and likeness, and the money that um, a hot prospect can get, even as they step on campus for the very first time before the very first practice, is that going to make it harder for some kids to succeed as quarterbacks? Is this going to be, as much as it sounds like a positive, is it end up going to be a negative and a hurdle? I think there will absolutely be drawbacks from it and negatives to it. Um, nowadays, I think it's unfortunate, but uh, there's a lot of me stuff going on. Um, and I think as I try to, I'm, I'm going to say this as a parent, okay? When I watch the world around my boys, I see a lot of people turning the phone on themselves. Right? I can't tell you how many times at the beach here in Southern California, I'm out there and I just see pe- people's phones turned back towards themselves. Right? And uh, I get concerned because, yes, you have to take care of yourself. Yes, you have to care about yourself enough and you've got to believe in yourself. But if you lack that, that thing inside you that's looking out for others because you're too concerned with yourself, you're missing out on some of the best things in life. You're going to miss out on some of those connections. Like, some of the best joys of my time at BYU are those times, like I just described, with my teammates. Well, if I'm so focused on myself and the money that I can make, am I truly connecting with my teammates like I need to? Because that is so much of the separating factor between a great team and an average team. It's that, it's that culture that's built within the players. And I do have worries that if guys go to a school, they may pick schools based on what they're being told they can personally make during their time there. You know, I wonder what type of people are going to turn into, hey, you can hire me and I can be the one that makes you money while you're in college, right? You may have these families, these recruits that may say, or even universities that may say, we can line you up with this person if you come to this school and they will help you make this much money during your four to five years while you're here. And that can end up being a recruiting thing. And if a guy's choosing college football because of how much money he can make, college football will change. There's something great about college football that I hope gets protected. And you know, hey, I think it's good for guys to make money. I'm going to say that as well. You invest so much time as a player, you do not have the time to go out and get a full-time job. And you're working extremely hard. And I shouldn't say you don't have time. It's all based upon what you choose, right? There are guys that can have a, a steady job while they're a football player. But I will say those guys are going to have a hard time finding time to make the sacrifice to be the best football player they can be. The guys that are prioritizing football, making that a huge, huge part of them trying to become a professional, it's going to be very hard for them to find time to make good money. So I do think it's a good thing to give guys an opportunity to make some money. Um, Also, while they're doing so much for the university, I don't think it's a bad thing. 
because of what they're doing that they get to, you know, kind of be rewarded a little bit. I do worry in the recruiting process, and I do worry about the mindset. I do worry about in a generation where there's a lot of entitlement. Are there going to be some kids that feel entitled to a certain amount of money, and they feel gypped if they went to a school and they're not getting the money that they thought they were going to get while they're at that school? What type of attitude are they going to have on the practice field, in the locker room, in the meeting rooms? That could be a drawback, and like I said, I hope the things that are great about college football get protected. I hope this change is not one of those things that hurts it. John, you're welcome back anytime. You probably got better things to do than talk to us, but we love having you on. <laughs> uh, you guys are good. I'm just going to get back to my workout. I, I, I made sure I got about three quarters done. I knew you guys were going to call now, so it's time to hit the, the second half of it. All right, there it is. Thanks, John. We appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are welcome. We'll see you. John Beck, former BYU quarterback, quarterback coach at 3DQB, working with Zach Wilson. And he gave us a couple things we can hold on there to, PK. <laughs> the NFL you go to bed to may not be the NFL you wake up to. That's an awesome line. I really well, like that. That's a, I could give you, I know we got to go to break, I'll give you a real quick one. Trevor Riley, one day you were gone, Trevor Riley was sitting in, the former Ute linebacker's up on the staff now. He talked about over uh, Labor Day, they said if they don't call you, if you don't hear from them, you've made the team. So he goes to bed Monday night all excited. Tuesday morning he goes in the next morning. And somebody who got cut someplace else, they picked that guy up, and then that changed everything for Trevor Riley. Literal example of what John just said. And it happens all the time. That's not a one-off. Chad Lewis said that he got cut in St. Louis because there was an injury at linebacker, and they had to pick somebody up, and they'd been carrying one extra tight end, so he was the guy that let go. But that's how he got back to Philadelphia, where his career really took off. So... Sometimes the worst stuff that happens ends up being the best stuff, too. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Well, we really do appreciate John coming on. That was fun. Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Studio Pre-Half and Post-Game Analyst, will join us next. Stay with us.